0: personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ.
1: Everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. And today I'm with another podcaster, Eric Nevins. His website is Eric N-E-V-I-N-S His podcast is called Halfway There. And it's interesting because I've got a fire pit meeting with someone from halftime.org, in fact, later this week. And uh, so I'm really happy to, to have Eric here on his website. It says Halfway There is packed with years of experience working with God, and features people in a variety of stages of life and Christian maturity. You will find a graceful gem in each episode that will help you live more faithfully. So man, I'm excited to dig in. Thanks so much for investing some time today, Eric.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Chad. I'm excited to be here.
1: Uh, Yeah, you've talked to a lot of people, it sounds like, some musicians. um, I think the one that you shared with me that was pretty wild is that somebody was actually doing cocaine and they came to Christ during that episode. I don't recommend that to our listeners. Um, well, you can be, he can be found anywhere.
2: hundred percent. Right. And that, so you have to listen to the episode. Um, but that's a a friend of mine named John Stinger. and, uh, and, um, he, his, his deal was, you know, he just, he had a crazy story. He was a bank robber. A lot of things won't tell you the whole story, but it was a faithful one person who was faithful in his life. Who just shared the Bible with him, didn't judge him for his habits, didn't judge him for the fact he was living with a stripper and working at a, as a bouncer at a strip mall of strip clubs. He just loved him and cared for him, gave him a Bible and, and he read it, you know, and like that, that's God can show up anywhere. And I love that fact. I just, it's one of the stories that reminds me that, you know, when it seems like God's not around that he is always working.
1: Yeah, my good friend Arjun Sen, who moved from Denver to Houston, is uh, the CEO of Zen Mango, and he's been a major CMO at major companies that you would have heard of. And he's been experiencing God all over, and he just said, "Chad, God is everywhere." Hmm. Like, you know, and, and he's, he's um, had some interesting challenges recently that will leave to him, but uh, that he's that he sees things in a different way, and it's like, wow, it's everywhere. Um, I also talked to another person this morning whose goal in life is to end racism. and And he's like talking how, hey, it's unconscious, and it's all about loving through it and and seeing people. And he talks about that. He has a six episode training thing for corporations, apparently, And I'm eager to dig in because he talks about how, hey, that person who's on cocaine, living in, you know, under a bridge, yeah, that person is a person too. And you've got to see that person as God's child. I remember even Robert White tells a story of a guy named Art and they do these training courses and he was under the bridge. They brought him into their training course and he became the number one trainer in their entire organization. <laughs> so, wow, It's amazing what happens when you just take that extra moment to, um, to, to look out for people. So let's, let's do this. I like to go back and rewind the tape first um, and go back to your childhood. So are you from Colorado your whole life and, or where'd you grow up? And then second part of the question is what, what did you love to do? What was your passion when you were younger?
2: Yeah. Well, I grew up in Des Moines, Iowa, actually. So that's my hometown. I just got back from a week there. We vacationed in Iowa, which sounds a little contradictory. I understand that. Um, but uh, I, I grew up there, it's kind of East Side. My wife and I lived about uh, two miles apart. Um, grow, growing up, um, we, you know, Christian family, grew up going to going to church. Um, eventually, we ended up uh, going to college in Chicago, and then we ended up in Denver, finishing up seminary here at Denver Seminary, which is how we got here. And then we just never left because you know it's Colorado and it's beautiful. Um, but as for what I loved to do, you know, I really love this question. And the thing that stands out to me as a kid, there were two things, I guess. One is I love to climb trees. And so like, I, I love to, with this beautiful old maple or no, uh, sorry, mulberry tree in our backyard. And it would drop all, you know, mulberries everywhere. But it was so fun to climb up in because it was such a sturdy, beautiful tree. And then the other thing was um, just, creating with lego right like that was my favorite my favorite thing my lego blocks like just uh you know building something and i was really into like spaceship stuff you know so they had back then they had that space series uh, you know if you remember that but sure a ton one of those that was my favorite
1: wow that's fun my son was big into legos and uh they're they're they've gone up in price from the last <laughs> 20 years <laughs> right. indeed they have yeah you know, what you used to be able to buy a whole drum for $99. And now it's a little kit.
2: <laughs> I know. And you know, what? I never had the big ones, you know, I always wanted like the death star or the space shuttle or something. I never had those. There were times my parents, you know, Christmas or something, I might get a, a larger set, but mostly it was the smaller, you know, more affordable, you know, medium sized ones that I would get. And that that's, that was okay. You know, it worked.
1: So thinking about the tie between Building Legos and climbing in the mulberry tree, which is kind of adventure, one's creative, maybe. Um, is there a tie that you can think of of then to now? Like how does that relate to what it is you're doing today?
2: Yeah. Well, I think they're kind of similar. The um because on the one hand, you're right, creativity with with Legos and yeah, for me it was always building. Building something, right? So it was building like a spaceship and trying to figure out how how would this work and and what do I like about it and then creating a story around what was happening and playing playing with them. um And when it came to climbing trees, maybe it was a venture, but it was really just like getting a perspective, you Mm -hmm. know, on on the world and being up and trying something a little bit new. So going out on a branch I don't normally go out on, or also I had I had spots, you know, where I would sit and I could. I could sit really comfortably for a long time uh, would take a book up in the tree. So uh, I think those, as far as connections to, to now, certainly I kind of do both. I'm definitely a big picture person. Um, I like, I have, I have some really, um, I think challenging visions for where I want to go in, in, you know, with my company and, and with, with what I'm doing with Christian podcasters and I enjoy the process of building all the things, right? So we're putting together a course right now, and I'm enjoying doing that. In fact, I just had a thought today about how to do it, and I was like, "That's going to take so much longer. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that." But but uh, I enjoy tinkering with it, playing, you know, f- figuring things out, taking this piece off and putting that piece on, and and um, that's that's what I love to do. And it's funny how that kind of comes out, you know, throughout your whole life.
1: Wow, that's, that's interesting. Um, it makes me think of my day job as a company called Scalex, and we help companies with outbound prospecting. Now that I'm really in the lane of helping some nonprofits and launching Living a Better Story and doing the podcast, all of that skill set applies to reaching out and getting people to attend and getting right. guests. And it's so neat when you can, you may be one degree away from living the exact life you're meant to live and yet you stay in a lane that's just, you know, that's the car driving right next to you is the car you should be in. Right. And it's, it's amazing. What I've found is when I start really focusing on prayer, um, I've been doing it now for about 60 days. And I've always prayed from the time I was a kid, just like you grow grew up in a Christian family, but not to a level where I pray in the morning and at night, really bookending my day. And I can hear, you know, music in the day, I'll hear a, a song from the Christian radio and it's not even playing. And it's fun when you tune into this different frequency in life and try to say, God, what lane should I be in? And where can I make the biggest impact for you? And, and it's been fun. And it sounds like you're on a very similar path.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Wow. Um, so, you know, there's always a challenge that people face in their life. And that's why the Living a Better Story has pictures of mountains in the background, because when I'm driving home in Colorado, as as you sometimes, and you see all those mountains, you're like, wow, those are big. And so what's something that you're comfortable sharing that, you know, that was a big mountain that you had to face? And how did you overcome that mountain?
2: Yeah. Okay. so I use the mountain metaphor because. You know, the thing, is, so people don't live in Colorado, maybe don't experience this all, as much, often as we do, but like when you and I look at Mount Evans, which is kind of the one that's up towering over Denver, we know that if we drive there, we're going to go up, but it's not a straight path, right? We're going to go up and then we're going to go down and then we're going to go up again and we're going to go down and then we're going to drive around a little bit and do some, some uh, you know, those little hairpin turns and all that. And it's not, a, it's not a straight path. And my journey to here is kind of like that. In fact, I use that metaphor when I left my job in 2019 or 2018. Uh, because But that was probably one of my biggest challenges um, was being in that job. So I spent um, nine years. I crammed a three-year degree into nine years and uh, got, it, got it done. Uh, we came out to Denver to go to seminary, finish up that degree. It took me about four years here. Um, and I worked full time at a financial firm, and I went to school full time, and I tried to do some ministry on the side, right? Trying to trying to get some experience, and I had a young family, that was really hard. But then I graduated in the middle of the downturn, and a lot of churches weren't actually hiring, yahoos who just graduated from seminary, right? Because they could hire anybody, and uh, or those positions were eliminated. There were a lot of things that happened, and I ended up spending the next uh, about eight years in the financial world in a place that i didn't want to be and so that took a lot of different um forms for a long time i was getting yelled at for 10 hours a day doing customer service for a while i did uh i was a check bouncer so i was i would bounce people's checks or block people's cards and you know just basically ruin people's day for a living that was fun uh, for a while all those kinds of things that just were not my heart. They weren't creative. They were not, you know, spiritual at all. It was just show up, get into your six by six cell and do the thing that, that somebody told you to do. And uh, I, then I discovered podcasting and I loved podcasting. Um, people had told me, like one time I remember a, a customer, I was working overtime to try to pay off those loans that I couldn't, couldn't for the degree that I couldn't use. And uh, a customer said to me, hey, you know, you should be on the radio. Have you thought about doing that? I was like, oh, thanks. That's great. I like radio, but I don't know how to even, I wouldn't even know what to do. Right. But it planted the seed in me so that when I discovered podcasting, I was like, I need to do this. I have, I, this, this is something I can do and I want to do it. So I started a podcast. It took me two years to do it. um, And it took me two more years to kind of figure out how to, you know, get the money to leave my job and figure out what to, what to do. Uh, but it was a huge, a huge, huge challenge trying to find my way from what I thought my life was going to be like to, you know, where it is that God was actually leading me.
1: Wow. I remember Pastor Hale at our church in Southern California would say when, we, actually, when we were about to get married, premarital counseling, he said this phrase, you can do anything for any amount of time. As long as you know why. And I still repeat that every once in a while when you're like, well, this kind of stinks right now. (laughs) And you go, right. But I can do it for another six months or three or two years or whatever that may be to get to the other side, what God's leading you
2: to. Yeah. And you know what's funny is you never know what you're learning that you're going to take with you, right? So I look back at those customer service years, I learned a lot of things. I learned how to ask a question and be quiet Mm. and wait for someone to answer. And that's not, a really highly, you know, valued skill or common skill. But that's something that you really have to do if you're a podcaster. Um, I learned how to ask good questions and how to ask questions that get at what people mean, not what they're telling you, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a a different thing there. I also learned how to, um, you know, get to the right and how to network to the right uh, part of the company, you know, which later came into play with, with networking as a podcaster, like you were talking about earlier, the coolest thing for me. I mean, I just interviewed this morning, a guy named Jeff Brown who has the reads lead podcast. He's been podcasting since 2013 and I was listening to his show when I was working at the bank. Right. And now he's been on my show. Wow, That's cool. Right. Like that just blows me away. Uh, But that sort of networking thing is something that I learned how to do On the phones you know doing and trying to figure out how to solve problems for other other people
1: well i'm learning that this community of christians is a pretty small community um and people know each other like when we just started talking today we talked about michelle we talked about a few other people and it was like oh yeah you mean michelle from kansas city yeah that's the michelle and it's neat when there's people that are on the path to eternity and you know how do we do what God wants us to be doing? And it's neat to know people that are on the similar march. Right. Really cool. Um, so, if you were to talk about your passion now, uh, obviously you're doing podcasts, You're in the lane you want to be in. What, um, what you know? What what gets you up in the morning? What are you excited about?
2: Yeah. So for me. Uh, podcasting is just a means to an end. I love podcasting, I love the industry. In two weeks, I'm going to be in Nashville for uh, podcast movement, which is the big, the biggest, probably podcasting conference. A lot of the industry is going to be there. But what I really love the reason I went to school is because I was trying to answer this question about uh, how do we grow in Christ? How do what is that? What is that like? And so, there's a I call them stages of the spiritual journey. They're not linear like they are, you know, with your with your physical development, but they they do kind of come in in waves. And there's a stage of the journey that's called uh I call finding yourself in Christ. And I think podcasting fits into that because you learn to use your voice, you learn to you have to speak up, right? You learn, you learn to kind of discover your gifts and find out who you really are. Um and in doing so, I always go back to Ephesians 2.10, you know, we are his poetry, his workmanship created uh, to do good works that he had, I'm, I'm butchering it, but you know what I mean, uh, that he given us from before the beginning of the world. So that, um, like, I believe podcasting is that thing. And so I, even though, um, like, I'm teaching people to podcast with, we have a membership at Christian Podcasters Association. People can join, I'm about to launch a course. There's all those things. But I do that because I'm passionate about helping people become better followers of Jesus. And I think podcasting is one way that that they can do it. And the reality is most churches aren't going to be able to teach them to do that or give them those opportunities to use their voice.
1: Wow. Um, I just met with a gentleman named Pastor Travis Hall out of Atlanta this week, and he talked about the cycle of grace and embracing grace. And it's interesting because when I met with the CEO of On Purpose, uh, he's been doing that for 30 years. He had me fill out a form uh, on purpose.me. It's an app and it puts competing purposes against each other until you finally get to the last two words. And for me, it was embracing grace. And I was like, yeah, that's it. Because you n- nobody can be perfect. And so it works versus grace. And and, and, and a lot of people, one of the people that was on the call closed his video out for about 10 minutes because I think it teared him up because he chased the prize and got the prize because he had a house and an airplane and a driver and, 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 yeah. and, but it was, it wasn't, it just was never enough. And so he just kept chasing the circle, starting from the place of grace gives you such a different foundation. What are your thoughts on grace have you dug into that topic very very much Um,
2: yeah absolutely i mean obviously we all need grace the thing that uh i'm always i'm continually astounded at is that we as christians evangelicals especially we think oh yeah grace is how we get in the door you have to admit your your sin right you gotta admit you you need it but then uh you still need it right and so so we we forget to talk about that part (laughs) we put on put on the mask and uh a metaphorical mask, I guess. Yeah. Now I have to say, yeah. in after 2020, um, and then we just pretend like we don't, like we don't need grace. And um, I think, I think a big part of it is just learning to be comfortable and uh, being who we are, even if that has some rough edges to it. That's the way that that uh, you know. I think I think Jesus led. I mean, I think it's Jesus was perfect. I, I'm not going to say that. But he had some rough edges, right? If you read closely, you'll find places where it says Jesus was indignant, right? In Mark 1, there's a passage where he says, it says Jesus was indignant because this guy, well, he asked him a question. You can go read it on Mark one forty. but, um, you yeah, know, or he turns over tables or something like, but Jesus was comfortable being, being who he was and being, being that person who was filled with righteous anger, you know? That's not always accepted. I don't know if I went and turned over the the donut tables at my church, if that would be uh, (laughs) what would happen. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I went to a arcade room. Apparently, there's six or seven of these in Denver now that are arcade games from the 80s and 70s and 90s. It was so cool. So I played Tron and Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man and Centipede and all of it. And what was wild to me is when I went into Tron and I haven't played that game in 35 years, everything came rushing back. Like you remember the little bars that come down and I, I don't know about you for me, I always moved the whole thing over to the right. And then most people I think fired at the bars on the left, but you really, the learn was you're supposed to go to the right because they move left to right. And so there's a whole strategy in my mind around how to do it. And we, as people get into the way we do things like hitting those bars down on Tron and they become the rough edges in our life. And they're just part of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's okay. Now it's good to take a step back and look from 30,000 feet sometimes and say, now that's a rough edge. You should smooth out, but it's
2: amazing. 100%. Have you been, so I got to ask you this now, have you been down to the outdoor arcade down there in uh, Manitou Springs? No. It's astounding. You got to go. It's like, they have, I was there one time. This guy who works there told me a story. He was watching, um, he was watching people play, you know, just kind of making sure everything was working. And an elderly gentleman was standing there staring at this machine crying. And he goes, sir, are you okay? And the, the old man goes, he's, I'm crying because that machine has not moved in 70 years. When I was stationed, he said, he And Colorado, finishing up after World War II, finishing out his term, he was stationed in Colorado Springs and he worked there part-time and that machine had been there the entire time. Wow. Was, wow. Isn't that crazy? That that's thing goes crazy. back so far. It's like this open air kind of thing. Beautiful. So much fun.
1: But Wow. That's neat. Music. Yeah, I love it. Sorry. So, so let's not- dig into your business a little bit because I want to go three years from now because someone listening to this podcast might say, you know, this Eric's an interesting person. Maybe I could work with them. Maybe I could help them. Maybe So think about three years out, you're looking back, you're back on the show. Chad, I just had the most amazing three years that I could have ever dreamed. Mm -hmm. What happened in those three years?
2: Wow, well, business-wise, I envision, so my I, I help Christian podcasters. I have a group called Christian Podcasters Association. And I really envision it as a group that helps people um, start their podcast from, go from beginning, know nothing podcaster to pro level podcaster, where they're making their, their full-time income doing ministry in that way. If that's what they want, not everybody wants that, but some people do. And so I want, I want to kind of fill in all those gaps. And so I would love to have, um, learned how to really do a great course launch, right. How to, how to really roll those things out, um, how to know my audience and how to really help. Uh, you know, people build those skills. I would love to be a much better coach than I am today. I love coaching. I love helping uh, people see those things that are that are holding them back. I got a few of those myself, so I have a coach too that I'm trying to trying to figure those out. And I'd love to say that in in building the business, I overcame my own fears. Right? Because I think that's really what it's about. It's as much about who you're becoming as what you're building. And so when I look back three years, I'd love to say, hey, not only did I build a business that's sustainable and going to help a lot of people and feeds my family and takes care of my family really well, um, but also I became the person that God wants me to be.
1: Mm, that's cool. Love it. Um, so now if you could go back and you're, when did you move to Colorado? What, what... Uh, we've
2: been here for almost 17 years, I
1: think. Okay so that's been a little while if you went back to to when you're younger maybe 20 years old is there something you would tap yourself on the shoulder and say hey just remember this one thing you know what was that back to the future where he goes back i think it's says, if your kid burns the rug or something yeah, <laughs> you know, right don't don't get him in trouble
2: <laughs> right i would uh i would tell myself this i would say um say yes and do it scared and so, like, what some of the greatest opportunities that I have, like, I'll just give you an example. Um, I write, I'm the religion and spirituality curator uh, or director for podcast magazine. And so, I get to interview, like, I interviewed um, Father Mike Schmitz, who is the podcast, the uh, Bible in a Year podcast, was the number one podcast in all of iTunes for parts of this year. Um, and I got to do that because I said yes to an opportunity I had a few years ago. Right, so say yes, and then do it scared. And so even though you're scared to to do it, go ahead and show up, do your best, and you'll make some mistakes, and it's okay. But um, you'll have so you'll open so many doors if you just say yes and then figure it out um, is really a key to success. And there's some times I can look back early on. If I had done that in my 20s, I might I might be in a whole different career path, right? I might be a whole different place. Um, um, you know, who knows, but that's, that's something I wish I would have learned
1: to do. Mm, that's so valuable. I mean, this app that we're building, it just, it came out of the retreat and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it wasn't an app, it was, but it. I was like, why couldn't it be an app? And I've never built the mobile app. And then some person randomly hits you like they do on LinkedIn every day. Hey, we do offshore development. Would you like some help? It right. was like, hey, send me a few sites you've done. And, and it was amazing. I'm like, okay, you're the ones. You just happened to hit me on the right day. Yeah. And, and, then it, and then it happens. And now I'm just looking at it going, wow, it's about to launch any day. And people are emailing me going, that, that looks really clean and elegant and nice work. And it's because I went into an uncomfortable zone.
2: Right. Right. You just yeah. have to go into that. You just go there. Then figure it out. And that's the thing I think. So maybe there's another way to put this. I grew up thinking that adults had it figured out, right? And I think maybe we we'll all do that, like, oh, they they know what they're doing. And uh, so I would tell my 20 year old self, hey, nobody knows what they're doing. They're all making it up. So just make <laughs> up what you want to do, right? It's okay. It's, it's okay. a
1: good one. Yeah, whether they're the CEO of a company or it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, they're all making right. It. They're every,
2: everybody's doing that, and I, you know, and there and there are personalities that project more confidence than others, mm. um, but even those people have insecurity. For right? sure. that's, that's a thing that everybody has. And so knowing that would have helped me out a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: good. Okay. So last question is, we've kind of touched on it already, but what role does faith play in your journey and in your life?
2: Yeah. Well, faith is really my whole life. So I, I went to, you know, went to Bible college, got a degree in biblical studies, um, got a master of divinity because I wanted to be a pastor and I cared about the spiritual journey and uh so that's really been been my whole thing it's interesting you know the um we all hit these kind of bumps in the road so at the moment i 100 believe uh, but i'm not real happy with uh with evangelical church at the moment so i'm trying to figure that out like it's some of the forms i'm like we gotta, we gotta change that and i've got a lot of things to say about that mm-hmm. um but my faith you know in in the lord has never never wavered well is 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 fine right but it's it's a huge part of, of, of who i am
1: yeah got it um so a friend who's very intelligent and has helped a million people with mindsets work going deep inside clear your past tell the truth about your current reality live a better story that's kind of the motto he's a believer and yet he looks at it and says well my specialty is not in faith. And so who am I to share with a group of people coming through my courses about faith because I'm not Eric Nevins. I didn't graduate. I can't quote Ephesians 2, 13, I think you quoted earlier. Right, and and so he has that challenge. Well, you know, you've been through the courses and yet i bet you've been you've talked to a lot of people who also witness who haven't been through the courses what are your thoughts on being learned in the christian faith versus just being yourself in the christian faith and showing who you are and who god made you to be like how do you how do you rationalize that
2: wow that's a good question i so what i care about most is whether or not we are pursuing what I call spiritual maturity, Christian maturity. Um, so, you know, there there's certain phases that people go through, like I alluded to earlier, I, um, but I don't care where you are, whether you're a professional Christian or not, you have an obligation to pursue uh, Christ and to pursue kind of becoming who God wants you to be. And so that involves a lot of things, Um and it goes beyond, honestly, the sort of read your Bible and pray kind of things that that are the sort of spiritual disciplines of the evangelical world. There's a lot more to that, um, but it's not just disciplines or or kind of things, activities that you can do either. It's it's shedding the identities that that you have that you've taken on because you think that's who you're supposed to be, and letting God tell you who you really are. And when you when you do that. Um, there's a freedom in it and there's a joy in it Um, but it's also painful you know like there's there's a there's some pain to going through the spiritual dark night or the or the spiritual desert Um, although I have a friend who who once said uh, sometimes the desert can be beautiful right because there's there's even beauty there uh, even though it can be a painful experience
1: wow yeah I mean and we meet people along the way where you just know they need to go through that desert. And, you know, and I feel like there's not just one desert, right. I went through a desert oh, yeah. at one point at a conference four day workshop and I walked out of it and I was just like, wow, I'm changed. I understand. And then another five years passes and you go, yeah. wait, I'm in, I see a new desert ahead. So right. And great. I,
2: I would say I've had at least two kind of big ones. I, I took a break from seminary that ended up being three years, two kids and one dark night of the soul. Um, and that's, that's I had to go through some stuff and kind of wrestle with what's, you know, this isn't what I was promised, right? This, this everything's falling apart. Why? And then when I went back to finish up, um, you know, I did that, but then the whole thing with like, not really going where I want, thought I would go. And I was like, God, what are you doing? Uh, this doesn't seem like the plan this was not my plan right so um had to wrestle with really calling again in in that way and then the funny thing is God sort of everything else that I've done uh with podcasting and finding my calling has all been maybe not accident but sort of happenstance in many ways you know so I was like okay I guess I'll just trust that <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. It is kind of amazing how that works. Well, we've been talking with Eric Nevins. Eric, thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, to subscribe to Eric's podcast, ericnevins.com, halfway there. it's uh, It's on the left side of the page and you can subscribe right there, bottom left, halfway there. I'm sure it's on all of the podcast channels because you teach people how to be professional podcasters. <laughs>
2: everywhere that you can get podcasts you can find halfway there it's one part hat tip to bon jovi bon jovi one part uh you know just saying hey we're we're going to be on the journey forever we're, we're always we're always only halfway there
1: we're always only halfway there beautiful i love that eric thank you so much have a blessed day and i appreciate your time
2: thanks Chad. thanks for having me It was fun
1: Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you on the next Living Better
0: Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember. You matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.